Welcome to All About the Benefits. This show is dedicated to helping you better understand the world of benefits so that you can better serve those that serve you. And now, here's your host, Lori Jewett. All right. So welcome back to All About the Benefits. I'm here with James Smith today. Super excited to have him on. He is in a uh, very similar industry that my husband was in whenever we met. So excited to dig in with that, James. Welcome. Thank you for being on. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, so as you said, you know, my name is James Smith. I uh, own an automotive customization business where we like to customize your vehicles to your lifestyle, whether it be, uh, you know, the big loud systems that a lot of teenagers like or high fidelity system, motorcycles, or even safety for, you know, your grandparents or your drivers to keep them safer on the road. Okay. I love that. I love that. And I, you know, I know that the first time we met, we talked about it, but that was also a fun night at the Millinery Mastermind that, you know, you and Dean and I met, but um, I, you know, Dean came from a very similar industry. He did the aftermarket. When I met him, that's what he was doing. Um, The aftermarket install, his had kind of morphed by the time that we met to where he was doing more um, like straight through the dealer. So he, would work directly with the dealer to do their aftermarket for I, you understand what i'm saying right because yeah I yeah it's, it's called expediting um so we That's do a word. little yeah we use a little bit of ex, we did a little bit of expediting and we still do but we've learned that they're actually not necessarily our target customer um mm-hmm. because no, they, they just want the work done they don't care you know we'd rather cater it to the, the actual customer that comes in because with the dealership, the customer said, I want this car. The dealership says, okay, get this done as efficiently as possible. Where we want to actually talk to you and we want to build it, customize it to your lifestyle. So a quick example is uh, remote car starters. The dealership comes in, we put our most basic remote starter, which is better than the dealer's remote starter. But what people don't know is you can do like what's called a two-way, so it communicates back. You can add better frost, you can add even seats. Uh, there's so many other things you can do with it on your cell phone that, you know, if I talk to you personally, I can customize it so it best suits your life. You know, putting that into terms that I understand, it's very, what you do, you know, versus going through the dealer and the individual is like people going for life insurance on a website and just clicking and getting whatever they say versus me being able to ask questions and find out exactly what their needs are and, you know, helping them with that. So I totally understand what you're saying. That makes complete sense. Yeah. And the unfortunate part is a lot of consumers, I'm sure for your view as well, because actually I, maybe we should talk about this, but um, I don't realize there's a difference to me. It's, it's life insurance. So, you know, I get it. If something happens to me, my wife gets money. And uh, I don't, I didn't think, I know there's term and what's the term and long-term. I don't know. In whole life. Is. Yeah. Whole, term and whole. Yeah. If they're both great. They both have different uses. Combination is what you need. We can talk about that. <laughs> yeah. But um, I have term right now, and I was only supposed, wanted to do it temporarily because when I got married and got my house, I was kind of like, God forbid something happens. I just bought term. And it was supposed to be a temporary thing, but it's been like six or seven years now. So I do have to do something. You have else. more than, I mean, you're more prepared than most Americans are. So good for you. Most people don't even want to think about it. People are like, well, I don't, if I get life insurance, I'll die. And I'm like, 
That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but okay. <laughs> no, I, was, I didn't want to. I wanted financials to be the last thing my wife had to worry about if something happened to me. Um, not that, you know, she's got a good job and stuff, but it's, you know, we had, I mean, I remember like my brother passed away a few years ago and uh, I just remember what a disaster it was, but they, they make you go through and deal with and you have to worry about so much. So, you know, make it easy for others. Yeah. Putting, putting, putting the financial stress on top of it just isn't, isn't yeah. a good thing, but well, I want to talk about something that I'm super excited about because this just came in yesterday and this isn't a video podcast so nobody can see this but you, but I'm excited about it. So, um, you know, you were just part of a book called The Greatest Lessons I Learned from Being an Entrepreneur and you know, your chapter is titled Your Foundation is Everything. So dive into that a little bit. Tell us, tell us a little bit about what, you know, what that topic means to you. So I wrote that topic um, basically three years ago, I kind of give the whole thing. So my brother actually passed away in February, 2019, and I was going to leave and start my own business because I was unhappy with my partnership and, you know, the way things were going, he was holding me back. Just we had different mindsets. So mm -hmm. long story short, he walked away from the business. Oh, so my brother gave me was leaving. So my brother was going to lend me money and he never got to ask me. So my mom gave it to me and lent it to me it went back to them um once i was able to pay it back and i was gonna you know walk away and start my own business long story short my partner walked away so when my partner walked away he was half the foundation of this business because we didn't have like sops written out it was in our head and um he knew exactly what to do as a business owner and i knew exactly what to do as a business owner so he walked away i got employees in and to me, that was like my, my foundation crumbled, you know, and it almost collapsed the whole business. Mm -hmm. And I learned from that point on that I had to build a foundation. So I had to scramble at that point to build a foundation. And if any, you know, if there's ever any new aspiring business owners listening to this, you need to start that foundation from day one. And uh, so I started thinking about it and everything in my life. Um, and I've realized that everywhere in life, you need to build your foundation. So, you know, one example recently for me is in the gym, you know, I do CrossFit and they do a lot of crazy movements and, you know, we go in, we do the workouts, we lift heavy, and then we go home. But the people that excel are the people that do the, the boring work in the gym, like, you know, the rubber bands around the waist, and they walk because it's strengthening your stabilizers and, the little things like that, because they're building that foundation. And, you know, like we were talking about before, same with diet. You know, you go into this diet, but you don't build a foundation of how to live with that diet. Once that diet's over, most likely you're going to go back to the way you were. Oh, 100%. I lost a ton of weight on keto. And then Christmas rolled around and I ate sugar and I went downhill from there and I gained probably like twice as much as I lost. But yeah, yeah so that's because I didn't, it, it was just a, a fad and I stuck to it for like six months. I did great. But the second I fell off of it, I didn't fall off the wagon. I like dove headfirst off the wagon. So it's, it's insane. it makes sense. There's, there was no foundation. It was just, Hey, I'm going to do this. And then. That's most diets. And that's where the yo-yo dieting comes into effect. People go on a diet, they come off, they, you know, 
and you got to find that diet that you can sustain and, and, you know, kind of build that into your life and build that foundation. So I've learned basically that your foundation in life, basically anything you want to succeed in in life comes back to building a solid foundation for you to, you know, go off of. Right. And before we started recording, you mentioned um, when we were talking about, you know, the book, you mentioned even like relationships yep. and that's, I mean, that's absolutely, I mean, absolutely true. You have to kind of start building that foundation and you're talking about, you know, the, the, the SOPs and all of it being in your head. I'm still in that where I'm trying to get things out. You know, I hired a, a virtual assistant. She's absolutely, thank God she's amazing and very self-motivated because I was trying to like explain to her what I needed her to do. And I didn't know. It's just like must, it's stuff that I just did. And she's like, well, how do I do this? And what do I say? And I don't know. I just say whatever comes out of my head. And so she and I kind of built SOPs together of, you know, scripts. And if they say this, you say that. And, you know, from this point, you move to this next step. And it, that is a foundation that I went, I've been in this business for 12 years, I think. And I went that whole time without any foundation of that, just flying off the cup, cuff. So I couldn't turn things over. Um, you know, right now, if, you know, my husband is my business partner and if one of us was to, to leave the business right now, the other would probably be really screwed because we have certain things that we do. Like you said, he knows his stuff. He does it. I know mine. I do it. But I wouldn't know how to deal with, you know, payroll or any of that. I should probably figure that out, but. I just have him write an SOP. So then, you know, or just continue He's got like being... a binder for me. So if something happens, but I don't know how up to date it is. Just continue <laughs> being nice to him and then you won't have to worry about it. Right. Um, but no, that's what happened to me. When my partner left, I had to hire employees and, you know, I, I had to hire like, I, I want to say one and a half employees, but you can't hire half. So I had to hire two to replace that partner because he was efficient and he was good and he was quick and he cared much more than an employee or next to employees. But it's the truth. And uh, that it's, tested the, interest. Yeah. It's, it's the truth. I'd say 95% of the time. So I'm watching these employees like, why aren't, why aren't they doing this? Like, what's, I don't understand it. I'm frustrated with them. And what it took me a long time to realize this had nothing to do with them. It was me. I didn't give them cut clear directions of exactly what to expect to do that job or do that, whatever it is. So they just didn't know. And it's human nature for us to not want to feel stupid and not ask. And which I think is kind of funny because I think not asking makes us look more stupid, but it's human nature to not ask and because you don't want to feel stupid. So I feel your pain on that. Yeah. And, you know, we don't know what we don't know. The same thing. Uh, I mean, at the same time. Sorry, I don't know if you hear the clawing at the door, but Cookie oh. wants to come in. Um, he's not used to not being like in my lap 24 hours a day. Um, so, you know, one thing that, and we can come back to the foundation thing if I'm sure it will probably organically come back up in the conversation because it's an important topic. But, you know, one thing that I just watching you and having conversations with you know that you have succeeded at. And, you know, Dean and I were kind of talking about this because of his background in the business. And, you know, how are how are you staying staying relevant? You know, and in every because your industry is ever evolving, right? Yeah. Like because technology is changing and you know, when Dean first started in it, he was in, you know, doing a, um, excuse me one second. 
No worries. He's a little needy. Um, but, you know, when he was, you know, first in the business, he was doing um, like DVD players and, you know, uh, I think he actually started with like, he said something yesterday about putting like 20 subwoofers in a, in a suburban or something like that. Like that was what, where he started and then the needs kind of changed. So how, you know, how are you staying relevant in that ever-changing industry? So this industry, it's, it's changing and it's changing faster and faster. And I think a lot of industries are, because technology is exponential. You know, mm-hmm. the more technology we get, the faster it's growing and changing. Um, but I do a lot of trainings and I actually do a lot of trainings with my guys. So I encourage them to stay up on certifications because we do have certification for our industry. Most stores aren't certified and a lot probably don't even know about it, to be honest. It's, it's unfortunate. Uh, but we do a lot of trainings and we, we learn about these new cars coming out. And I try to look at myself now as, as the visionary of the store. As a, Since I've built my SOPs and my foundation, um, I've been able to not work as much on the cars or in the sales. And I can now be that visionary to see what's coming and kind of project where we want to go. But it's, you know, 15 years ago, the most common thing was a radio and four speakers. But now these cars, that, that radio that's in the car is so sophisticated and embedded in the car, they're hard to change. So we use what's called digital sound processors. And it was, uh, you know, they're a little complicated to use. So it took some training and learning. And that's what we use now instead of a radio. So it's just keeping up with with training and education, really, and keeping my store up with training and education. And I, th- I think that's the key there is you can, you know, you as the business owner can go through all these trainings and learn all these things. But if the people that are, you know, your core of your team aren't learning and doing those same things, you know, we obviously our worlds are a lot different, but you know, we put our entire management team in a, you know, a sales training and it costs us a fortune. Like it's not cheap, but it's a virtual, you know, they can do it on their own time, but our productivity and retention and everything just skyrocketed as soon as we put that into place. And before that, Dean and I were doing those trainings and certifications and learning all these extra things and not going that extra mile and teaching it to them. So I think that's, you know, huge. And it's funny, we're saying you're talking about the, oh, go ahead. No, you can finish. Oh, I was just, I was, I was changing the subject. So you go ahead. All right. So I think that a lot of, a lot of people, business owners, they struggle to invest in that training and those employees because it's money spent. And the way I've learned and realized is it is money spent, but generally speaking, that money is going to come back to you almost exponentially again. And so a quick example is I invest the most I've ever spent, $13,000. I had a whole new CRM built, uh, website built, whole nine yard. I've never spent that kind of money on anything. But this, this new CRM alone has now increased our sales by about 10%, right? So if you look at that over the course of the year, it's paid for itself you know, tenfold. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head. Never mind... The website itself, what is paid, what is helped close, because we can't really see that side of it. Um, 
but just the follow-up process with the CRM has added about 10%. So at when I when I wrote that check or credit card, and, you know, it was a really tough pill to swallow. But now here we are eight months later, and I'm going, damn, you know, it's I look at the 10% number, that's a huge number. And that same well, thing go to employees. Well, so it's it's funny that you say that because I and I hope my child isn't listening because it's kind of a surprise, but um, I reached out to a um, a wrap company that does like that wraps cars and their website. Absolutely amazing. Reviews on it. Fantastic. Just super impressed. Transparent pricing. My pet peeve it drives me freaking crazy when you have to like jump through hoops to get a price from somebody. This place literally on their website, it said, you know, disclaimer, obviously prices vary, but the average you know, basic wrap runs this and this. If you want a custom wrap, it runs between this and this. That was amazing to me. Absolutely loved it. So filled out their little, you know, their funnel and got put in the funnel. Talked to the sales guy. I had it in my head that as soon as we were done with this process, I was hiring him because he was like the best. I mean, just understanding and, you know, explaining all these things to me about how, you know, because I went into it thinking it's ridiculous. And I'm not going to say what I am considering doing because I... There'll yeah. be the one time she listens to my podcast. Um, but the idea was ridiculous. And this guy flipped it on me and explained to me how to turn it into a tax write-off. He's like, put a logo on the side of the truck and it could be a tax write-off. And I'm like, boom. Okay. Um, and I'll have to message you and tell you what I'm thinking about doing because it's ridiculous and super over the top, very much my personality. But anyway, the moral of the day is I had this great sales call with the guy. He was going to follow up with an email and then call me back or schedule a call to call me back. It's been like two months ago. I haven't heard a word. Haven't, haven't gotten a text, email, phone call. Don't even remember the name of the company anymore because, I mean, I'm sure if I Googled, you know, rap companies in Michigan, I'd find it. But I shouldn't have to do that is the yeah. thing. So you're saying, you know, the CRM. And if they had a follow-up system that, you know, he clicked, you know, follow-up whenever, and I would have gotten an email or a text, he probably would have already gotten my five grand by now, you know? So and I, I always thought that, like this wasn't a type of industry for the follow-up. And once I put it in, I realized it. Now we're not like some like you, you might be that real long-term follow-up, right? Because someone wants life insurance, it might take them several months. So generally speaking in my industry, we're uh, more short-term and there is some long-term to it, but it's more short-term. So we do it, but we do it quick, you know, kind of a two week follow up unless someone says, yeah, give me a couple months, then we, we mark them. But the follow up, you know, I can go in, I can see where my sales guys at, you know, I can see where we're following up, where we're not. And yeah, it's a little extra work in putting this information and, and keeping on top of it, but it pays off because at the end of the day, what happens is a lot of times and probably your industry too, to get that life insurance or to get the speakers in their car or whatever it is, is the bottom of their to-do list. You know, mm -hmm. they, they got the kids, sports events, you know, their house, whatever it is. Um, so you're at the bottom of the to-do list and uh, following up helps remind you, you know, that you want it done. Yeah. And for me, I'm a, I'm literally writing a book on my life with ADHD. Like I am forgetful. I forget things. I get distracted. I, you know, I was talking to Michelle Hill this morning and I'm like, I could tell you, okay, I'm going to go do this. 
And like five hours later, remember that I didn't do it, but my brain can, like, I have a visual in my head of me doing it. My example was feeding the fish because I have giant koi fish. And I'm like, I can say, I'm going to go feed the fish. And I literally move the little cup to a different place when I do it to make sure that it gets done. Because if not, my brain, I'll have a visual of walking out there and doing it. And I didn't do it. Um, so for me, not having that follow-up, like I, until we had started this conversation, I completely forgot about the rap guy. But <laughs> I mean, funny. literally, like, had he reached out um, and done what he said he was going to do? And maybe he did email and it went to spam. But I haven't gotten another phone call. I haven't gotten a text. And, and, you know, I can think of, um, like, I wanted to do internet at my house, a new internet business at my house. And this guy I spoke to, I was like, yeah, you know, I said, I'm leaving tomorrow on this trip, but get back to me. I definitely want to do it. And he never got back to me. And if that guy would have called me at any moment and said, hey, James, you're at, I would have said, yes, let's do it. And you know what? I still don't have business internet at my house. And, you know, this guy could have got the money, but he never followed up. So I got something you might like. Let me see. I know you can't. People can't see us here. I just got it, and I haven't used it yet. But it's a cube, and there's times on it. So you you know, ten minutes, thirty minutes, sixty minutes. And the top is blank. So if you got a project to do, you can flip it over for ten minutes, and it automatically starts the timer. Oh. And what is it called? I need one. I don't, I'll I'll look it up. Um, it was at Staples the other day and I was like you know what I need to try that because I do the same thing as you where I'll be like oh I need to do this and I'll go start doing it and next thing I know I got three or four things that I got half done yeah and, uh, oh, absolutely that's especially like throwing the book and everything else in you know in the mix oh my yeah. goodness so you know do 10 minutes at a time and you work on that task for 10 minutes, right? And then eventually you can work up to 30 or whatever. But you just flip it to whatever side you want and it automatically starts. It's kind of cool. Yeah, okay. I'm Googling cube timer when we get done here because I 100% need that. Yeah, it was staples I got it at. It was, it was pretty cheap. So Yeah, I have to be able to order things online because if I have to go to a store to get it, I'm going to, by the time I make it by that store, I'm going to forget what I was going for. So, um. You know, what, another thing that I, or I have two other things that I definitely wanted to talk to you about while we're meeting here today, and I won't keep you too much longer, but um, one thing that you did, I mean, I don't know how recently, but pretty recently is you kind of, you've, you've gotten on a couple of stages. How, you know, how did you do that? How has that impacted your business and your mindset? What have been the benefits of that? So that's something that I want to do, and I'm really nervous about it. Um, for me, so I started going on stage um, with an industry training. Um, to be honest, I don't exactly remember how it happened. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't exactly, I'd have to think back to that. But I've realized, so two, three years ago, when my partner was here um, and he walked away, I mean, it was a disaster. I was, I had, I remember doing a time study and I was doing sales in the front of my store. I was doing finishing installs in the back of my store, stocking shelves. I was here 13 hours a day. It, it was a mess. And um, I started to really work uh, on stepping out of the business, developing those SOPs, hiring people, and creating this machine that runs itself. 
And today, you know, I'm here in the middle of the day. My business is out there open running. It's uh, 10.30 here right now. Yesterday morning, so I'm going away uh, next week, um, a motorcycle trip to Nova Scotia for six days. Um, yes, so yesterday I spent some time with my wife and the first half of the day I went kayaking with her. You know, two, three years ago, I couldn't do that. I had to set up a TV in the back of the store so I could watch the front of the store at the same time. You know, so if a customer walked in, I could stop the install and go help the customer because I was everything. So I started this class called Tech the CEO, where I, I realized that a lot of people in most industries, um, but I know mine particularly, we're hobbyists that are technicians that we just love working on cars and we said, I can start a business. That's how I did it. And uh, running a business is different than owning a business. So for, for several years, I was just the owner of my job and I owned a business. And as the business grew and my partner walked away, it, it was, you know, really hard. Now I can say that I'm an owner of a business that runs by itself. And that, that's what my class kind of taught. Um, so going back to the whole stage thing, I went up on stage in Orlando for the first time. And then I bounced around because the show moves around the country and I did it multiple times. Um, I've taken a break from it for a little while, uh, but I do want to go back um, as I, I do think that that's going to be the next leg of my career is helping others make that same transition. And that's, a, that's huge. I think in, you know, you're talking about the industry specifics of it. I think that goes with like everything. Like I I'm in the insurance business because I love helping people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, you know, selling insurance and helping people and doing what's right for people and not being that, that, you know, the stereotypical crappy insurance person that's just in it for commission, you know, that my mission is to get rid of that and to help people. And of course now the dog's barking, um, help people, you know, blow that stereotype out of the water, but doing that and leading other people to do that were totally different ball games. And yeah. So I, I think that goes for most industries is we get into something because we love a certain aspect of it and we're passionate about a certain aspect of it, but, you know, getting to the point where we can lead others and kind of step away is a whole nother ballgame. So I think that is, I mean, in any industry, yeah. incredibly. So I had a girl um, in my gym, she came up to me, this is two days ago. We talked a lot. Um, she's, her father owns a cabinetry business and I was there. So what day was it? So Wednesday night I had a motorcycle meeting and they go kind of late. And so I go to bed at like nine o'clock. I'm up at five. My, I didn't get home from my meeting until close to 10 Then I couldn't sleep. So when the morning came, five o'clock came, I was tired. I said, you know what? I'm going to stay in bed. And I went to the seven o'clock class instead, which now put me late to work. So I went to the seven o'clock class. I actually stayed longer. And when I say class, my gym class is the last mm -hmm. time. I stayed longer than normal and went to work late that day. And I could, I can make that choice now because I'm not required to be here. I'm here a lot, but I don't have a schedule. I'm not required. And uh, the girl came up to me and she goes, I don't understand how you do this. 
And I said, what do you mean? She goes, how do you not have to be at your job right now? She goes, my father owns his business and he gets up at 4.30, he's gotta be there. And I said, started talking to her about, I said, what about like vacations? She goes, well, if we go on vacation, we shut the whole business down for the week. Hmm. And I said, well, that he doesn't have a business, he has a job. I said, you know, if you want a successful running business, I don't want to assault anyone listening to this, but if you want a successful, successful running business, that's a key indicator. Can you go for a, away for a week and come back to more money in the bank? Mm-hmm. And uh, so we started talking about it, and I explained how two years ago I couldn't do that. Um, and she actually, you know, watched, introduced me to her dad, and, uh, you know, I think see if we can kind of help him realize what he needs to do. So yeah. Well it goes back to the whole we don't know what we don't know. Right? Like so I, I think I, some people get into it for that. And like you said, the passion and loving it. And then they're like, oh okay. I guess I'm stuck in this. <laughs> well it's learning you know building those SOPs and learning to let go is the hardest part of the business. But if you build the SOP, learn to let go. And what a lot of people don't also understand is when you build that SOP, that's not it. That SOP is ever revolving because you're going to build it and you're going to have a mistake within a month, within a year, whatever it is. And now you got to refine it, right? Because you're going to have a new person come in with a new personality that's going to test the bounds and you got to change something. So it's, they're never set in stone. They're always being changed. Um, but I got a good saying for you. You keep saying you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know until you know. But you don't know. It's the whole thing. The <laughs> I got a T-shirt that says that. I like it. Well, it's true, and and yeah, you don't realize it. So, so what's your chapter about? Huh? What's your chapter about? I haven't looked at that yet. Um, I am not actually part of this one. Oh, I was not were. confident. No, I was not confident enough in myself whenever he um, was asking for people because he and I actually kind of b- very briefly um, talked about it and I wasn't confident. Now. I'm writing my own book. Um, okay. Apparently in my brain, that's easier than writing a chapter and somebody else says, I don't know why I thought that because now I'm like, man, I should have done that. It's really it, cool. was, it was super. I mean, um, it was a short chapter. I actually wish we could have wrote a little more. Um, well, maybe and, that's your gateway to writing your own book. So here, here's the thing. I got I got maybe come full circle here. I am writing my own book. Yay. It's it's called Getting Out of Your Own Way from Technician to CEO. And the getting out of your own way is part of my life because I've gone through a lot of little things in my life, especially with drugs, and they always got in my way. So if I was getting in my own way, and I had to consistently get out of my own way to get to where I am today, which I think a lot of people say that. So I started writing the book. I got probably a third of the way through what they suggest. And uh, I'm like lost now because it's so jumbled that I'm not really sure where to go and what to do. And the reason is because I didn't build a foundation. Right. I didn't build like a chapter layout or a flow of the book. I just got all these things I wrote about that I got to figure out how to blend together now. So I got to go back, start over and kind of write my flow of the book and build the foundation 
and then take what I've already written and, and put it where it needs to be and fill in the gaps. I'm gonna I'm gonna message you a website that I found. So I hired um, Hillary and she's absolutely amazing, but my brain doesn't work like the normal person. I think out of her hundreds of books she's been a part of, I'm the only person that truly cannot follow an outline. She and I made an outline. And when we were it, like the whole premise of the book, when we were doing this and it's changed back. And I, I, I'm, <clears throat> I haven't even met my first deadline yet. And my last deadline was like, my final one was supposed to be last Sunday. And I haven't even met my first one, which was like six weeks ago, but my brain, I could not comprehend the, the, the way that, you know, the outline was. So when she, when she was asking me to come up with outline topics, it was just, I started like word vomiting. Well, yeah looking back at it, like 12 of the 15 topics that we came up with were basically one chapter. Like I can condense those down to one chapter. And my whole premise of the book was to, um, you know, talk about my life with ADHD and finding out, you know, my brain doesn't work like everybody else's. And, and, and I'm finding even more so, I, I think I'm like more ADHD than most people. Cause most people are like, you really, your brain works that way. And I'm like, yeah, it's weird. Um, but we now have gotten back to it and I actually messaged her a couple of days ago and I'm like, Hey, so I'm sorry. And the outline is like completely irrelevant now because now I've gotten back to my original, my original point. And now that I understand what I want to write about as the ideas come to me, I'm not the normal person. Like I was in the shower this morning and I, afterwards I was laughing. I told Dean, I said, no wonder ever like all my coaches, they probably all want to fire me because the way I work, but I came up with an amazing chapter like I was in the shower this morning and an idea popped in my head and I'm like, shit, I literally got out of the shower, typed it in my phone because I knew I would forget the idea by the time I got you know out and finished my podcast recordings for the day. Um, but there's a website that Brian Alexander and Apex posted about. He posted a screenshot of it and it's noveler.com. And if for anyone whose brain works like mine, it's like 15 bucks a month, 100% worth it. Um, because you can like move things around and I'm a very physical person before this I had chapters of my book all over my computer I have a folder on my computer called book stuff and maybe like 20% of the stuff actually made it into that folder because it was all over the place there was stuff in downloads and recent and there was something in like agent tools I have no idea how that chapter got in there but when I went to go put it all on this one website I found chapters I forgot I wrote like I would wake up in the middle of the night with stuff like some of the best chapters I wrote I'd forgotten about and they got lost on my computer so you should definitely try it. It might help you with the organization process of it. Yeah, so that I worked is out. Biggest show. It's N O V L R, I think. But and I can message it to you because yeah. I don't remember what the actual website is. But I'm I, like, Google he, it. It'll come up. Yeah. It's like the um, cube timer thing. I'm just going to Google it. I'll so, it out. a tip for you that might help um, just from listening to some of these things you said, I use this a lot. So, I use notes in my phone and I consistently sort of driving in the shower, whatever it is, I go, hey, Siri, write a note, blah, 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 blah. Oh, Siri's going. And uh, <laughs> so then I take these notes and I try to once a week go back and I, I put them where they need to be. So then I use Evernote and I have topics throughout Evernote that I can, so if it's like store meeting or something I want to do or whatever it is, I can then take them from my notes, move them into Evernote, and now it's organized forever and it's deletes from my notes. See, I've been paying for Evernote for like six months and never used it. I don't pay for it. Do you not? I, I got like the paid version and I've never used it because it was very overwhelming for me. 
um, to learn how to, to like, to, and I tried to go through the base. And at that time I was also learning a lot of different things. Um, but I, um, yeah, maybe I should try that again, but I like that. I, maybe I need to turn Siri off. I turned Siri off on my phone and my watch and stuff because it tends to pick up. Like you just said, Hey Siri, and it starts talking. It tends yeah. to pick up. Things and it helps me. I didn't understand. So if I go through my notes, I got tons of notes right now that I got to organize and like, you probably can't see it, and I know consumers can't. But looking at it right here, I got three that say Facebook post. So I go, "Hey Siri, write a note," and I go, "Facebook post," and, and it's something I thought of, you know, or store meeting. I got two here that say store store meeting. I also use it for um, to do list, so I have things, you know, and I just click them off. But, yeah, I have book a book notes note in my phone, but it's all just like random things that have popped into my head at random times. Yeah, I got that one too. <laughs> Um, and then I, but then I take them. So I don't have, so the problem is for me is to, to have one note with everything. You got to open your phone. You got to go to the notes. You got to select the folder and then add it in. And sometimes I'm not being lazy, but sometimes it's just too much work because you're driving or whatever. So for me, by just saying, Hey Siri, write a note, writes the note, and then I can move it later on into Evernote. So I have Evernote on my phone too. So I can literally just copy and paste it over into that topic on Evernote. So. Yeah, I, maybe I need to dig back in and learn how to use Evernote because I it, it was very overwhelming to me and I so I didn't. Yeah, it, uh, it worked out great for me and it is still working out great. So in, in Evernote, I have four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. I got a lot. So. Oh, I got real lot um, of notes that I just moved things into. So I got, um, you know, my tech up CEO owner group, and this thing is just loaded with stuff that I can. So anytime I, I want to post in that group, I can just recycle it here, you know. Hmm. And so I do it for Facebook posting. If I have a topic I post on, which I'm not the best at, but I will always put it into Evernote. So six months, a year from now, I can reuse it again. I think that's something that Clint Riggin told me. And I think that's actually the reason I downloaded Evernote is because he posted a picture of his and it, it was literally like all of his Facebook posts that he could, you know, recycle yeah. and use again in different groups and stuff like that. So I don't necessarily, I should, but I don't do the whole Facebook post. I just do the topic. Okay. So then when I do it again, I, I rewrite it, but I probably should do it the other way. Um, Real quick question for you, because I think you had the same problem I have as a business owner joining a program like Apex. Apex throws a lot at you, and ADD, it did a ton of shit, and now you're going, I got to reel this back. That's what Absolutely. I did, at least. So. Yeah, no, well, it, it took me, and I'm not going to lie, I'm very upfront about this. My first 14 months in Apex, I wasted. I didn't dive into the connection, I mean, call it imposter syndrome, call it laziness, confusion, overwhelm. I don't know, maybe a combination of all of those things, but I didn't truly, I mean, I hired coaches and didn't utilize the things that they were teaching me because I was so overwhelmed because it's like you join Apex, you hire a coach, you do all this. And then it's, there's so many things going on. Um, and yeah, I, for the first, up until probably MDM, this last MDM, I, was not building my machine. I wasn't doing any of the things that we you know, pay them to teach us, right? <laughs> I 
still am not doing my check-ins and things like that that I need to, but. I've never done the check-ins. No one's ever asked me about them either, but. You know, I, yeah, I need to dig into that. And maybe I need to do another like onboarding call because it's been, I don't know, 16 months since I did my onboarding call. But yeah, it was a lot because it's like, um, what, is, what do they call it? Drinking from a fire hose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so it's a information. Here's a thought, and anyone listening, I think this is a good idea for like anyone in life, but business owners especially, accountability groups. Because one of the things I feel that I'm missing from Apex is there's all the shit thrown at you, but there's no one to specifically hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. And I've done personal one-on-one coaching uh, with other programs, and that was my biggest thing. Like, I need to have this done by Wednesday night because I have that meeting. And I don't necessarily get that here because, you know, we do the work and whatever, but we all need accountability within reason. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, starting a, an accountability group wouldn't be a bad thing. Even an accountability buddy where you partner up and, you know, you know hey, did you, did you spend that hour building your machine this week or whatever it is? You know, yeah. I, I, it just released, so you probably haven't heard it yet, but. I would recommend listening to my um, podcast with Jeremy Schreifels because that's one of the things we talked about. And he even made it a point to point out that um, he and I are not official accountability partners. But one of my things that, that I think is really cool about him is, I mean, he, he made my podcast intro. He did an amazing job. But aside from that, like I'm not paying him to, to hold me accountable or, or anything like that. But he's on he's an author. He, you know, does all sorts of cool stuff. But every once in a while, whenever... I go too long without posting about writing. He'll pop in my DMs and just be like, hey, so how's the book going? And as soon as I see that, I'm like, shit. And I literally will sit down and write a chapter. The coach that I'm paying to do that holds me accountable. But for some reason, some you know person, just a friend holding me accountable in my brain that I'm like, oh crap, there are people watching. And it reminds me that there's people watching. So you know, the accountability group, I think it's a great idea. I think um, we, you know, I'm down with, starting something like that absolutely i feel, I feel like it's got to be a, a small intimate group though absolutely. it can't be because then it's just like 1800 people <laughs> yeah it's got to be a real intimate group of people and you know you're working you're kind of in the same area you know did you work on your book you know for this much time this week did you build your machine whatever it is so <laughs> i've been working on my machine and to be honest i'm not doing good watching videos but I am working on my machine and I'm posting. It's it's working. It all works. So it's just doing it. Like all those videos I was talking about earlier, I still have to upload. So yeah. About the time I dialed in, I started seeing the results and I'm like, oh crap. Okay. So this is this does work. Um, you know, one of and we're like way over time, but when I kind of was dabbling with building my machine, I started um, you know, just posting here and there and I dream 25. I still haven't actually written out my dream 25. I need to, because in, in my eyes, it was overwhelming because I'm like, do I, you know, start building my machine for recruiting? Because in my world, recruiting is huge. Do I start building my machine for clients? Do you know, where do I start? And I picked one client that was already an existing client, but somehow I don't even know how we became Facebook friends. He, you know, he's a business owner. Um, and I started commenting on his things. Well, wouldn't you know that after just getting in his head, just it was like family stuff. It was like, oh, have a great family vacation, this, that, and the other. Well, I wound up getting back in to his business and he hadn't let me back in to talk to his employees. And like, I don't know, at this point, it was like 18 months. Went back in, um, 
very great relationship there. You know, was able to help a ton of families. And he actually was supposed to be one of my first podcast go podcast guests, and we still haven't done it. So I got to harass him. He's on vacation again right now. So I got to send him a text next week and, you know, remind him of that. But just like dabbling in the building my machine, I got back into a, a business that I'm very successful with um, and able to help a ton of people. Actually, another one of his employees was just diagnosed with cancer. Um, so able to help them. He has a cancer policy. So he doesn't have to worry about the financial part of, you know, taking off work for radiation and chemo and all that kind of stuff. So um yeah, this is yet another reminder that I need to dig in and, and build my machine. You can get a cancer policy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. I, I mean, you're looking at, on average, I mean, it's based on age, but anywhere between, I'd say, 10 and 30 bucks a month for you know, younger families. And it, you know, it pays, like, if it, there's a first, first, ugh, can't talk today, first occurrence diagnosis, um, that it pays for radiation and chemo. Like per day, it's five hundred dollars a day for radiation and chemo. Pays up to you know, pays for surgeries, all sorts of stuff, and it goes directly to you. It doesn't go to your you know your health insurance or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I have my own cancer policy that I believe in. It's uh, read a book called Fit for Life. Okay. And uh, I, I I don't really follow it, but I believe that um, I eat super strict, super healthy. And I'm not saying I'll never get cancer, but. I think it's no, I know you do. And I really, I really got to get better because the crap we feed ourselves, I know it's bad. Yeah. I think that's why we have so much cancer these days, but his book explains it. And, and I read this book, uh, March and by the way, I had already had this belief. So this book kind of re reaffirmed those beliefs for me and what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. it's an interesting book if you're interested in health at all. Yeah. I wrote it down. I've got, I've got all my notes here. So, <laughs> um, you know, before we, before we hop off and I, you know, I keep forgetting to ask people this question, but what does the word benefits mean to you? Um, you know, I had a really good answer for you. I, I was just thinking, I'm like, man, I should have had your answer pulled up because I remember we were messaging about it. Yeah. Let me, I think I have it. Here. I'm going to cheat. Oh yeah. So oh, I found it. Reaping, reaping rewards for the hard work that promote well-being. So, you know, to me, you know, I, I did all that work with building my foundation and now I can take a Thursday morning and go kayaking with my wife. So every morning, every morning during the summer, at least, uh, if you look at my, my story on Facebook, you see, I sit on my porch with a cup of coffee and you know, I sit out there for 20, 30 minutes, you know, that's, that helps me with my well-being. Um, and that's the benefit of what I've done with the business and building the foundation, the machine, um, right. would never be able to do that in the past. I had to be here for open, but now I have someone else that opens and I can take my time and enjoy myself and relax and not be so stressed. I love that. And I, I love that your original answer ties back into what we've pretty much been talking about is building your foundation. So I love maybe, it. It's maybe I should start a podcast called Building Your Foundation. You absolutely should. Or I love your tech to CEO. Like I was thinking, I'm trying to, I'm dabbling with ideas of what to, you know, title this chapter um, or this episode, whatever. And the the tech to CEO thing, I think, I think that's an incredibly important topic that, you know, business owners need. So whenever you start it, let me know and I will promote the heck out of it. The only negative of the tech to CEO name because I believe that a lot of people think of us as tech, as like an automotive tech or you know some sort of technician. 
But a tech is anyone. You're a tech in your business. Absolutely. Uh, a baker, you know, they're baking cookies. They're a tech. They got to stop baking cookies and oversee the business more. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I, anytime, um, when I sat down with employees, one of the questions that we ask that really is irrelevant is what's your job title? And for like 99% of people, I just put in tech. It doesn't matter what industry I'm in. I'm like, just tech. Cause it works. Cause technician, like you say, yeah. um, but well, I super, you have packed a ton of value into this and I appreciate your time. Um, I know you're crazy busy and even, you know, we almost, um, we were going to do this yesterday, but you were going kayaking, which I'm super jealous. We actually, we have a kayak. We have a nice kayak that we have stored at a relative's lake house because we didn't use it for like 10 years. So incredibly jealous. And that makes me think we maybe need to get out and do that sometime soon. <laughs> yeah, it's an hour. It took us an hour. You know, you can't go for so long. It's, you know, we went out for an hour and came back. It was a nice relaxing morning. Got a little bit of sunburn. And, uh, a little bit, yeah, a little bit of like a mid-morning date. And I, I think that's super cool. And that's something that and you're going out there, cell phones are in the truck, we're out in the middle of the water, just my wife and I connecting. It's like a little date morning with no distractions. So even if there was a fire at the store, I can't get a hold of it. So. Yeah. I love it. I mean, we need we all need that. I know you probably yeah. saw them last week. I completely checked out last week. I turned all my notifications off. I didn't really pay attention to anything that wasn't just family and, you know, relaxing. And I don't know that I've ever really truly done that on vacation. So maybe we should start doing that for like an hour a week, even like you say kayaking or something. But yeah, um, I do it. Well, if, if you will um send me you know, and just message me the information as far as what, um, you know, where people can find you and go ahead and tell us real quick, but message it to me so I can actually like put it in the description. So the real James P. Smith is kind of my landing page. And from there you can find uh, my business, my tech CEO, um, my Facebook, my Instagram, things like that. Love that. All right. I wrote that down, but message it to me too. So I don't forget. Uh, well, have a fantastic weekend. Again, I appreciate you making the time to be on. I know you're busy and I know we, um, I feel like we had a great conversation. So we ran over a little bit, but that's just a theme for me. So it's fine. <laughs> I appreciate you having me. All right. Thank you again. Have a fantastic rest of your day. You too. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of All About the Benefits. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show. This way you'll get notifications as new episodes become available. Until next time, friends. 